Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting People of New Mexico. These podcasts are sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili is brought straight to you from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico. And as you know, that's the chili capital of the world. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. I want to tell you about someone who had an enormous impact upon New Mexico, specifically New Mexico agriculture. So much so that the agriculture building on the campus of New Mexico State University, it has his name. It's Thomas Hall, named for Dr. Gerald W. Thomas, the 17th NMSU president, and it turns out the second longest serving president at NMSU. This podcast is both historical and a bit personal since I knew Dr. Thomas and his family. His very talented son, David, is a great historian and has written many books. Even better, the ability to publish books by his son, David, allowed him to help his father, Dr. Gerald Thomas, to publish three books about his service in World War II along with his biography about uh, amazing stories as he was raised, and then also a great dialogue about uh, how you manage institutions of learning. I first met Dr. Thomas when he was interviewing to be president of NMSU in 1970. I was a member of the Student Senate and was very impressed with him. I was not a fan at that time of the then-current NMSU president, Roger Corbett. I've since revised my opinion and put Corbett in the top five of the best NMSU presidents of all time. Now, also there and a little above, Corbett is Dr. Thomas. There's an old saying that occasionally you may need a lawyer, occasionally a doctor, occasionally an engineer, but you need agriculture, such as farming and ranching. You need it three times a day, and those times are breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I could recount all the interesting facts about Thomas if I had a couple of weeks and spoke without stopping. No, i got to eat some green chilies too at some point. So I'm going to give you the high points and I'm going to tell you how you can learn more about him if you want to. Gerald Thomas was born July 3, 1919 in a log house in Idaho. He was one of six sons. He was the second oldest. His local school only went to the 11th grade. So he either had to drop out or he had to go somewhere else. He moved to, he and the family moved to Pasadena, California for his senior year, and he also got a couple of years in the community college. Now, while at John Muir High School and at the Pasadena Community College, Gerald Thomas was the equipment manager of a baseball team. Now, why is that important? Because it included the baseball great Jackie Robinson. That was interesting. He would talk about that at times. He was at that time a member of the Reserve Officer Training Corps, ROTC, which is the reason that when World War II broke out, he enlisted immediately. Gerald Thomas got his Bachelor of Science degree in the field of forestry in February 1941 from the University of Idaho. That's located Moscow, Idaho. He was working near Yellowstone National Park when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, and America entered the Second World War. 
When he heard about it, which was two days later, he was out in the brush and didn't hear that day. He hitchhiked to California and enlisted in the Navy Aviation Corps. February 5th, 1942 was when he was accepted. He has an interesting book, and I do recommend this, Torpedo Squadron 4, A Cockpit View of World War II. It's a great book. The book details his service as a torpedo bomber pilot, which was pretty extensive over two and a half years of combat in both the Atlantic Theater of Operations and the Pacific Theater of Operations. In clear, obviously unvarnished descriptions, you can see what life was like on an aircraft carrier in combat operations. He did keep a diary, which helped him remember all of this. Gerald Thomas served on several aircraft carriers, the USS Ranger in the Atlantic, and then on in the Pacific, he was on the USS Bunker Hill and the USS Essex. For his time in service at the end of the war, he was awarded three Distinguished Flying Crosses, two Air Medals, and two Presidential Unit Citations for his, his actions in combat. Some of his fellow flyers were reactivated at the start of the Korean War, but he was in college at that time, and they allowed him to continue to get his Master's of Science degree in Wildlife Management, he was at Texas A&M in College Station, Texas, and then in 1954, he got his Ph.D. in the same place in uh, Texas A&M, and it was in what they called range management. Now, what's interesting about Gerald Thomas is throughout his professional career, there were some themes such as dry, uh, dry land management. It fit perfectly here and at Texas Tech where he got a job. He was moved up to the Dean of Agriculture Department and served there for a number of years. At one time, he was selected to be second command of the university, but at his own request, he returned to the dean's office. He felt that was much more important. That brings us to when I first met then Dean of Agriculture Thomas from Texas Tech. He applied for the president of the NMSU opening and I was a member of the Associated Student Senate, and therefore I watched the interviews of the five people. And uh, I have to tell you that I was a little concerned because I saw pure gold with Gerald Thomas, but I wasn't sure everybody else did. The current president of the university at that time was Roger Corbett. He was in his 15th and final year as president. At the time, we had clashed several times First off, there wasn't a good gate in my mouth, so I said what I thought, and he was quite authoritarian when dealing with students. Now, Dr. Corbett made many very beneficial changes to the institution, including changing in 1960 the name. Did you know that it was New Mexico College of Agriculture and Mechanical Arts? He changed it to New Mexico State University. He also, this was the big thing, added Ph.D. degrees and enhanced research. And all of that made it the modern university that it is today. So I've come to really respect Dr. Corbett. He gave a going university to the next president. And again, I was concerned when I was watching this because, and I don't remember the names, it seemed like the person I liked the very best, Dr. Thomas, was not, was not uh, uh, 
the one they were going to choose. I was really concerned about that. But <laughs> I've, I really have to say I was so surprised, so very surprised, because I was amazed and gratified when the announcement was made, um, because Dr. Thomas was certainly the one that I thought was the best. And for the next 50 years, I interacted with Gerald Thomas, well, 40-some-odd years, um, and had coffee with him many times, especially in the, uh, in after the year 2000. And his very talented son, David, screenwriter, historian, author of eight very carefully researched books, I so enjoyed talking with both of them. Uh, now, he was the second in a row agricultural president and New Mexico State University really jumped forward because the identity as an agricultural university was the focus to research plants and animals. This was a time of chili research, which really came on with Dr. Roy Nakayama and the introduction of Big Jim Chili, which at that time held the Guinness Book of Records for the longest chili pots. Those are perfect for chili rellenos. On a more personal level, he managed by quietly walking around and understanding what the thinking of the various groups on campus centered upon. And that's a great management way. He didn't hold these big meetings and all sit behind you know, on desks and stuff. He walked around a lot. They'll talk about that. He spent his time listening and not talking all that much. When he did speak, people tended to listen. Much of the research and the people who did research are tied to Dr. Thomas and his management style. He attracted many researchers from all over the world and many areas of research that to this day have made our area much more commercially viable, such as in chili, pecans, cotton, and alfalfa, along with animals. Only a few of us remember. Now, this is something I'm pretty sure most people wouldn't know about. In 1970, the Journalism and Mass Communications Department at New Mexico State University was trying to get a public television station off the ground. They had one in Albuquerque. They had one in Portales. We wanted one here. There was lots of political pressure in Albuquerque and Portales against a Las Cruces station since those stations wanted to just put a translator down here from their signal and then absorb the money for themselves. Harvey Jacobs, the chair of the Journalism and Mass Communication Department, sent several of us to meet with Dr. Thomas. It was an interesting meeting, and he just surprised the heck out of me because he was listening to us, and we talked about it, and we had some handouts. Then he said, let's go look at what you have. We got up. We walked from, from Hadley Hall up to Milton Hall, and he looked at everything we had. He was really interested. He saw the future in Milton Hall for KRWG-TV, which went on the air February of 1972. How do I know? Well, I was the program and production director, unpaid volunteer roles, while we landed a Ford Foundation grant and matching money from the New Mexico legislature for the transmitter and all the extra stuff we would need. When I'm asked about Dr. Gerald Thomas, I always say that he understood the institutional identity of New Mexico State University as a land-grant university, and much like Roger Corbett, 
the two of them together, one right after the other, gave us 29 years of great leadership. We in New Mexico are much better off because of both of them, and I am grateful for the agricultural leadership that Dr. Gerald Thomas provided. I urge you to read his books. He has three of them. One of them, which is interesting about World War II, Torpedo Squadron 4, a cockpit view of World War II, and it really is. That was published in 2011. Then the one me, as from my background in education, the Academic Ecosystem, Issues Emerging in a University Environment. He published that in 2012, where he talked a lot about all the things that go into managing a large institution. And then probably my favorite one, A Winding Road to the Land of Enchantment, 2012, which is his, his really autobiography talking about how he was born and why he went to Pasadena and the things he did when he was in the military and then as he was getting his degrees and it, it's a very interesting interesting book and I, I certainly do find it to be uh, well again it's one of those things I get stuff out of it and I want to share with people this is the enchanting people of New Mexico these podcasts are sponsored by the fresh chili company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. If you hit subscribe, you can automatically get these podcasts. One thing that happens when people live in Las Cruces is they can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop. We do have one. It's located at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A in Las Cruces, New Mexico. It's open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's no need for shipping when you live close by. You can come by, you can look at each jar and go, yum! If you are living far away, far enough away that you need to ship, here's a little deal. If you buy 12 jars, we offer free shipping if you live in the lower 48 states. So we're excluding Alaska and Hawaii. Stock up and make sure you always have plenty of that, which makes everyone smile. Hatch Valley Red and Green Chili. And a case of that delicious chili would make a great present for somebody who moved away and still has a taste for Hatch Valley Green and Red Chili. Now we have another offer for you. If you buy three jars, we will donate one jar of our award-winning Mama's Salsa to a local food bank in New Mexico, it's called Casa de Peregrinos. They provide school lunches and much, much more for those in need in our community. This is Michael Swickard with the Fresh Chili Company, brought to you by the Fresh Chili, well, our podcast brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We will always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you on this podcast. Monday and Friday, regular podcast. Wednesday, we talk about people. If you have something you would like me to talk about, certainly history is one of the things I like to talk about. Chile, oh yes, I like to talk about. You can write to me, Michael at, this all goes together, Fresh Chili Co. No periods there. And then a period dot com, Michael at, FreshChiliCo.com. Have a great rest of your day. And oh yes, eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili's good and more is better. Bye for now.